In Southern California, you're in your car a lot. Over time, you're going to put some wear on it. But new Toyota owners don't really have to think about that because they have Toyota Care. They just stop by the dealership, hand over the keys, and get no-cost factory maintenance, covering normal wear for two years or 25,000 miles, whichever comes first. Get all the details on Toyota Care when you visit buyatoyota.com. Your Southern California Toyota dealers make it easy. Toyota, let's go places. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Uh, we have a very special guest joining the Preach Care Preach Rashad podcast. She's uh, from ESPN San Antonio's second Rock the Mic champ, a writer on uh, Sports is Told by a Girl.com, and host of her very own show, She Knows Best. And you know what they say, women always know best. So that's why that's why she uh, came to our show. Welcome, Carolina Teague. How you doing? Hey, how are y'all? Thanks for having me. We're good. We're glad to have you. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I know. I've been uh, having some Twitter beefs with Kev, so I felt like it was time <laughs> to come time on to, the show. Time to clear the air a little bit. Yeah, yeah we've been, well, we, we've been, uh, well, we've not been beefy. We've just been, you know, having debates, and I like the debates, so I feel like this is a good place to be. True that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I appreciate you for joining us. Um, So we got to, you know, talked about divisional games coming up. And, you know, we had some some good moments I thought was, like, you know, very raw and very pure. And that was when David Baker, the CEO of, of the Hall of Fame, came out and he, he surprised Bill Cowher and surprised Jimmy Johnson and gave them the nod about them being a Hall of Famer. So I'm going to throw it to you first, Carolina. Uh, what was your, like, you know, reaction when you saw it? You know, uh, my favorite thing about the whole uh, Hall of Fame induction surprise is I feel like David Baker, who, if anybody doesn't know, that's the president or the president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I feel like he like pops up like uh, a cop hiding behind a bush, ready to give you a ticket, <laughs> and he just like surprises uh, you know the the coaches or whoever he's inducting, and he surprises them. I think it's a pleasant surprise, unlike getting a. a, a Ticket from a cop, but I just find it really funny. Like I just like to see where he comes out of. So I don't know. That's one of the things that stands out to me. But I was really happy for Jimmy Johnson, especially him of all people. You know, I feel like he he his props are well deserved. It it, it was pretty crappy back in the nineties when the Cowboys fired Jimmy Johnson simply over a beef between him and Jerry Jones. I felt like that was so stupid because Jerry Jones didn't want to give him his props during dinner or whatever the hell. But at the end of the day, it was, I just really liked how it was, it was his time. I feel like it was definitely his time too. He pulled off one of the biggest well-known heists in football history. He, uh, 
traded Herschel Walker for t five players in the Vikings and six draft picks. He was basically given the whole farm by the Vikings when he ended up building the Super Bowl team for the Cowboys that we now know today. So I felt like he was good at in that aspect. And Jimmy Johnson was also good with controlling the players' egos and helping implement the championship team Cowboys in the 90s and as far as you know Bill Cowher's concerned same thing too I feel like he's you know a great ass uh, he was a great asset to the Steelers organization a lot of reason why there's a lot of Steelers fans is because of him and what he brought to the table with the the Steelers so I I, I like you know seeing these old cats make it to the Hall of Fame yeah, it was dope to see Jimmy Johnson get in because it's long overdue honestly he should have already been in yeah yeah but, mm -hmm. But all his contributions to the game, like you mentioned about the Cowboys, setting that tone that that's why everybody's a Cowboy fan now because of what he ushered in. So everything yeah. he everything he did, and you can just see that raw emotion in his face. I thought that was so that was so cool to capture that because it was so special. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and Jimmy, you know, his his like it was a coaching career wasn't long for the NFL, but yeah, it was like y'all mentioned, like very very impactful. In a very short amount of time, like I think his first season he got there, there was like one in fifteen, and then a mediocre record after that. Then his last three seasons, you're talking about best teams in the league, like 13 and 3, 12 and 4 records, and you know, two Super Bowls on, on top of that. And he set up the next Super Bowl that the Cowboys won uh when Ryan Switzer came in. Uh, you know, Jimmy Johnson, even when he went to Miami, you know, they wasn't they wasn't um you know a Super Bowl contender, but they made three three times three playoffs. Out of four years, he was there. So, Jimmy Johnson, wherever he went, he'd been a winner. And, um, like you said, long overdue. And same thing with Bill Cowher. I, you know, he was more that like tough nosed bulldog. Every time you look at it, he was always mad with that little mustache. But, um, he's very well deserved to get in as well. Uh, I think he coached 15 years and out of, out of the 15, made the playoffs 10 times. And, I mean, that's that's very impressive. So, uh, it's, I'm glad. Like, I wish we could see all of them like this. I wish all of them could be surprised like this because you get to see that. You get to see that raw, you know, that raw emotion of, of Jamie Johnson. He was, he didn't know what to say. You know, same thing, Bill Cowher. Bill Cowher. Bella could talk about the choke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, I've definitely look about the crowd there. Yeah, I don't blame them. I mean, if you are being told you're going to the Hall of Fame, I would I'd probably cry too. Especially if I I'm Jimmy Johnson and I know that it's I deserve this and it's my time. Like I would be so choked up too. So I mean I was really happy for him. But you know what? Um what's crazy about him is like his vision. You know, he he knew, like you said, his team was tanking and he had the vision of, you know, this trade while going on a morning jog. So just his vision of him knowing that he cannot have a successful team with the current team that he had and he needed to make a big trade in order for that to happen, to me, is just huge. So yeah, definitely long overdue, well-deserved. Yeah, luckily it's not like the... Uh basketball hall of fame when you count his college stuff because then he would have been in many years ago it makes his resume more impressive <laughs> yeah you throw that in there <laughs> you throw that in that's just i'm one of the best coaches for, forever you know all time so I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad i'm glad jimmy johnson and bill carroll got in uh especially as coaches uh great impact to the game definitely uh let's move on to uh the last coaching hire we talked about this last week Rashad about how uh, Giants and the Carolina Panthers uh, you know, got, got their coaches, and here go the Browns. They said that they were going to decide on their guy on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, they waited until Sunday morning, and they got Kevin Stefanski, the Vikings offensive coordinator. I know a lot of people have been uh, you know, criticizing the move, but I think that whoever they would have got 
it would have would have been under that scrutiny. And it, honestly, it's not their fault because we know what the Browns are. The Browns are going to Brown. That's that's their slogan. And and I don't know what y'all think about the job. I mean, the, the hire, but I think it was I think it was a solid hire. I, my whole thing about the Browns this whole year was they need a coach that's mature. You can't have a, a coach coming up with that with that coat that t shirt he had on after the Pittsburgh game about who started and all that stuff. Like that's, that's child's play. And you need somebody who's been through the ropes and been through different, different head coaches, different personalities. And Kevin Zavansky, 14 years in Minnesota, he's been through a lot of different head coaches with a lot of different ideas. So, uh, so we'll see what we're talking about, but I like, I like Kevin Zavansky to the Browns. So outside of McCarthy, they would have been criticized either way. I mean, I don't think Zavansky is a bad hire, but I mean, at least he has a good talented team to walk into. I I would criticize everybody, including McCarthy. <laughs> but but, uh, but with this particular hire, since uh, I'm an NFC North uh, junkie, um, I I see a lot of Vikings fans, and I know I, I should go off what fans say, but a lot of fans are really happy he's gone. You know, they were tired of his play calling, and uh, they they just were simply tired of his play calling. They didn't like how he coached the last game as well. Um, they feel like he blew it, maybe knowing he was going to the Browns. I don't believe that to be true, but I mean, we'll, we don't know. But the only thing that I feel about him is my thing is he's a he's, this is a first time head coach, and you have the Browns. Who who their organization has to deal with a lot of egos. And right now the issue with the Browns locker room is egos. And I'm wondering as a first time head coach is Stefanski going to be able to control the head of egos. That is the Cleveland Browns. That's the only criticism that I have about that. Um, he that's the main thing with the Browns organization right now is just controlling, you know, the locker room, controlling the egos, because if you could control the locker room with that talent, you could coach a championship team. So if he he's able to do that, then I think he can have a successful tenure there. But um, I think that's the main issue right now for the Browns at the moment. I would say um, I'm kind of glad that the Browns went through this season and realized they wasn't a playoff team. So now they can take that, you know, that pressure that they added to themselves last season walking into it, like, oh, we can go to the Super Bowl, we can go to the Super Bowl. Let's let's start with making the playoffs, so something you haven't done in a long time. And Kevin Stefanski, was, he was going to be hired last season, but John Dorsey and, and Baker Mayfield pushed for Freddie Kitchens. And now that uh, one, of the, one of the directors of the Browns organization got their way, they they feel like it's kind of like a, a year a year too late in the process, and, like, now John Dorsey's gone, and – now everybody looking at Baker Mayfield like is he the guy? But walking like you said, Rashad walking to this in the situation, he had he had a good running back in Dalvin Cook. Now he got Chubb. He had a, a dynamic duo at the receiver position with Thielen and Diggs. Now he has OBJ and, and Jarvis Landry. And this was statistically one of Kirk Cousins' best seasons. And the Vikings went from 19th to eighth in scoring. So you got a guy walk in like that had had uh, Kirk Cousins in the top five QB rating. Baker Mayfield, only way he can go is up. And I feel like you know that this this why that move was made because Kevin Stefanski is very analytical. So you know that's where the world going to. And let's see if Baker can uh can bounce back because that's that that's really the whole thing. It's trying to fix Baker Mayfield because they can't waste that pick, especially when they passed up on you know it was Sam Darnold in that draft class. Uh, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, um, all three, uh, except Darnold, the other two took their teams to the playoffs. So 
let's see if Baker can uh can do it this season. I mean, Donald probably would have had a chance if he didn't get mono. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, they 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 I mean they were like seven and nine, so he would have had a chance at least. I mean, they'll probably had a few more competitive games. I mean, they did beat the Cowboys, so maybe they would have won a few more here or there, and they could have went from seven and nine to nine and seven. But you know, at least Stefanski has a good roster, like you said, with Duo, the running back. He got Njoku instead of Rudolph. So depending upon who the GM is, so they can start hitting on some draft picks because they've been doing pretty good draft wise. But they got a hit this year and the next few years because they need the old line back or Baker gonna be a bait pancake. <laughs> well, well, the, another thing too is he does have a you know a track record of success as an offensive coordinator. He brought the Vikings to six trips in the postseason, and he had two appearances in the NFC Championship game. He didn't take them all the way there, but he wasn't the head coach at the time. And then, of course, you know the Vikings had dealt with injuries and stuff like that. And then the, another thing too is that he, you know. He can pull the most out of his players when they're down, like when Adrian Peterson was. Uh, I don't. Was he traded or was he? Uh, uh, he injured? had that suspension. Suspension with he, the yeah, uh, yeah. Child abuse. right. Yeah, or no, yeah. It was either the child abuse situation or he was injured. But either way, when he was gone, he was able to get um, Jarek McKinnon and Matt. And Matt Asiata. Asiata, there we go. I'm oh, like, yeah. damn, I can't pronounce that. Uh, he got Matt Asiata, and then they got uh, you know a whole bunch of yards combined. So he was able to capitalize off of him being gone, and that was their star running back at the time. So I mean, he is able to get the most out of his players. And another benefit of him being a first-year head coach is you see what's going on with the 49ers and the Titans, and you see what's going on with um, the the Packers. They have first-year head coaches, and they're being really successful because you have a new mindset to the game, you have a new mindset to the team, and you have more you know creativity, and you're able to bring the most out of your players and bring a fresh new mindset to the team. So it could work out for them in their favor. It's just – it's I mean – I, I don't know what the hell to think about this. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the Browns. No, it's the Browns. Yeah, it's the yeah, Browns. it's the Browns. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they had my favorite uh, game of the season with the helmet situation. So I mean, I like this season. So <laughs> Miles Gary, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Browns to the playoffs next year. I'm playing. Man, I. It just it just it just hard to put. It's hard to put them there. I just, you know, they got to prove it to me before I can, if I can actually put them in there. Because I don't know, the, the defense still got to get right. It's a long off season. Hopefully, the Browns get together. Um, it was rumored that Wade Phillips may be brought in as Browns defensive coordinator. You think that would help Stefanski along the way? I mean, any vet coaches for a rookie head coach? Yeah. Okay, solid. Um, let's move on to the divisional. Divisional round matchups, you know, the wild card was great. You're talking about all four games coming down to the wire, two in the overtime. And I said last – I said Thursday, I said, hey, this is going to be even better than the wild card. And uh, boy, was I wrong. Um, you had a lot of blowouts. Um, <laughs> you said the boy's too high, man. <laughs> yeah, I did. I think that's what it was. And we're going to start off with the team that Kevin Stefanski left, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, my Vikings versus the 49ers. And um, – you know, after, after AKA the 49ers, my surprise team. That's true. I forgot my bad. Rashad's <laughs> surprise team of the year with the 49ers from the get go. And um, the the main thing I could take away from this um this game was 
how Minnesota's weakness coming into the season was the undoing of them all, all year. Um, every every game they lost, they always facing an interior D lineman that that wrecked that wrecked the whole entire game. That was when they played Green Bay with Kenny Clark there and, and the Smith brothers, and you had when they lost to the Bears with Khalil Mack, and you got Hicks and them boys. Then you lost to the Chiefs with Chris Jones dominated in the middle. Um, Seattle with Clowney and them, and, and here we go again. This 49ers front front four was amazing, and th- there was nothing they could do, and there was nothing Kirk Cousins could do as far as getting out of the way. He had to take the sack. Dalvin Cook couldn't get going. The receivers couldn't get open. I mean, it was pretty much doomed for the start. And the 49ers, I mean, all, all hats to John Lynch and and Kyle Shanahan of um, how great they put this roster together. And you know, I don't see, I don't. It's hard. It's, it'll be a very hard team to beat. To beat the 49ers because it's it's on defense, man. I was I was I was shocked how great they were. No, it's not it's not hard to beat the 49ers. Like you can beat them if you gotta get rid of the ball. <laughs> you got you gotta get rid of the ball fast. Like that's all you gotta do is get rid of the ball fast. If you get rid of the can ball you... fast, like look at the games that teams were kind of beating them up, like the Saints. What does Drew Brees do? Throw the ball fast. You throw, you throw the ball fast. You're gonna. Well, you know, you know the Saints. All I do is throw slants all day. <laughs> that's all you gotta do. That's how, that's how you beat them. You throw the ball fast. So it's not hard to beat them. Even even healthy, if you throw the ball fast, one one thousand, two one thousand, you drop and throw it. There's no. That means you're negating their pass rush. So as long as you're doing that, you're good to go. So they're not they're not impossible to beat. I look at teams like Russ, the Seahawks. They gave them trouble. Both of the game went out to the last drive. Kyler Murray gave him fits because he's fast, he's elusive, he throws the ball fast. So if you throw the ball fast, you can beat the 49ers. But I wasn't surprised they put a beat down on the Vikings. It was, I mean, it was kind of expected from me because I thought they would dominate. You know, Vikings O-line has been spotty all year, and it's kind of what happened. Boy, it, it, trash. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, well, what are we? We're talking about like the 49ers. Let me just say that I think they're going to take it all the way. I think they're going to beat the Packers. And it's not because <laughs> I'm biased, because I am a Bears fan. It's because, you know, at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, we can't deny his greatness with his income even though he's arrogant or whatever. You can't, <laughs> like, you can't deny his greatness and what he brings to the team. And they, they're, they're great under Matt LaFleur. And they have a lot of defensive weapons on their team, like the Smith. And, you know, they, I think they just play the ball really well. And it's really hard to cover Devontae Adams. I've been saying that all season. You know, it's a bit hard to cover Devontae Adams. Um, with that being said, I think that the Niners have the edge because in the beginning of the season, they dominated the Packers, you know, and they had injuries. Now they're a little bit more healthy, and I think they're going to pull off the same heist. I think they're going to be successful again. I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers win the damn, <laughs> the damn game. So they need to come through, and they need to be caught up rooting for them 100%. Uh, if the Packers are able to beat them, that then that does kind of solidify what I've been saying all year long, that the NFC North has the strongest division in the NFL. But <laughs> if they don't win, if they don't win, then I'm, I'm still going to be happy regardless. Um, I'm putting my money on the 49ers because I think, I think in order to be able to get to the Super Bowl, you have to have a complete team. And I feel like the 49ers have that. They have a good defense. Uh, they have... I think the I think um, Jimmy Garoppolo 
and George Kittle together is a really good combination. I don't think it's a Devontae Adams and a Rodgers oh, combination. Mm-hmm. No, but I do think that he does. He's able to. They have a really good chemistry on the field, and I think that with all of that being combined, in addition to the special teams and Robbie Gold, I think they're going to take it to the Super Bowl. So that's what I think about that. But I um, I want to talk about. Since you did bring up the Vikings, too, I was really, really disappointed with the Vikings. I just find it pathetic how they were able to pull up them near one of the biggest surprises in NFL in the NFL playoffs this season, beating the Saints because everybody thought the Saints were going to take it all away because they were good even with Teddy Bridgewater playing, and they just were dominant throughout the whole season. And they just pulled off this amazing game. Just for them to blow it to the 49ers, I was just like, wow, like how the hell could you run the how could you run the ball 12 times in a row? It's like they were just like embarrassing them. You they ran the ball 10 times in a row just to stun on them. Like I was just like, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Yeah, it's the the D the D-line and the O-line for the 49ers, they came to they came, they wanted more. They 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 went out of the game, and, and it's like everything that you wanted in Minnesota to do, you know, get off the field on third downs. Um, they stopped They stopped Jimmy G. He only had 130-some passing yards. They stopped George Kittle, and you thought, okay, and maybe. They stopped, they stopped them damn selves. They yeah, stopped that's, that's themselves. Like, yeah, they, not, they were having drop passes, just sloppy, way sloppier than the week before. I'm like, y'all damn near had a, 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 y'all had a really great game. With the Saints, y'all were damn near perfect. And look what happened. Look, y'all just dropped, dropped the ball. No pun intended. I was just so <laughs> mad. I was like, because I would have loved, to, as much as I hate the Vikings and the Packers, I would have loved to see them together, you know, for that, you know, that game. Because then I that would just solidify my whole damn point that I was saying. I'm <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Whatever. Uh, that was interesting to watch. I was just really disappointed. It was like a fall from grace, and I was, I was, I was pissed. I was pissed. NFC West, the best. Yeah. I, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, you could say that too. I mean, like it's, it is one of, it, it's the best. Yeah. I mean, it is. Uh, it I, is. I, but I, I'm not going to agree with that. Man, lions, lions can even beat the Cardinals. I can. I can't. And that was, was healthy week one. Lions couldn't even beat the Cardinals. Yeah, you got I mean, I'm Seattle still I mean, Russell Bush. Tr- one player. <laughs> Rams better than the Bears. Okay, it is the West. And I'm just being biased. It is the damn West. And you know what? Is the Rams now better than the Bears? Now that you're saying that, now, okay, how about this? How about whoever wins this? Is the best. Hello, everyone. This upcoming game is the best. Like, screw the regular season this record. Is, this is this is screw best the regular team, season record. Not best division. And Green Bay's gonna take it. No, they're going to cover <laughs> all of NFC North if they win. And we could say that. We could say, hey, whoever wins this, y'all are gonna win. That that's the best division because they took it all the way to the top. They took it all the way to the top, and we all gave them no, no. We're going to say that. That's what we're going to do. No, I'll say this. No, I'll, I'll say this. The the Forty Nineers team are 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 so different when they all, all their guys are back. They missed Quan Alexander all season, and they missed D four for a period of time. They, them boys came back and they made a great impact. So uh, you know the Packers O line, you know not you know not not that great, and the running 
the running uh the rushing defense for the Packers is not that great either. So yeah, the four Niners team t- took it to a, a, another good run defense in the Minnesota Vikings. So I you know I can see the same thing against the Packers. So we'll get into we'll, we'll get into about who's going to win that match a little later. But um, let's move on to the Tennessee Titans versus the Baltimore Ravens. That was the uh, that, that beat was down, a, what? <laughs> that was a beatdown. Yes. Um, I the really my, my thing is you know first of all let's let's go ahead and crown them all hail King Henry. Uh, for another great performance he had. Uh, after dominating the Patriots, you know, on the ground, he was like, okay, he had one, one week of rest. Can he do it again versus a a run-stopping deep uh, run-stopping defense? And the Ravens couldn't do nothing with him. And as the game got long, you'd be like, man, do I really want to tackle this guy? Like, do I really want to put my life on the line and get in the way of this 6'3", 240-pound running back bulldozer and most of them you saw Earl Thomas he became a lead blocker when uh Derrick Henry stiff on him because he he wanted no parts um I would say I would say my biggest thing about this this game was the Ravens did everything um that wasn't their identity um they couldn't stop the run like I mentioned with Derrick Henry um they only allowed like 17 18 points a game this season they gave it 28 um they averaged 32 points a game only scored 12 and on the fourth downs and one, fourth and one, they converted every single one of them. And this game, they couldn't. And when you when you're not yourself in the playoffs, that's when it you know it it, show, it showed itself. And then Ravens' biggest weakness was the receivers all season. And boom, you got Snead dropping passes, Roberts dropping passes, and your receivers ain't show up because you ain't got none. Well, we know they can't play a good game without the lead, so. <laughs> they they didn't have the lead. They were rusty. You can't take off two weeks and then basically be on your almost third week by the time game time rolls around and think you're gonna go in and beat this team. So, I mean, it was kind of easy to predict Tennessee would beat them because if you can shorten the game with Derrick Henry running the ball, how are you ever gonna get in rhythm throwing the ball if you're on the sideline cold? That's why they, their timing was off. That's why they couldn't hit any passes. Right. I mean, even. They didn't just start hitting passes to the fourth quarter when it's it's garbage time. Yeah, exactly. But um, he'll, he'll be MVP, but season has a damper on it now. Yeah, that's what uh that's what a lot of people are saying. Like, you know, is he gonna be like a James Harden type of character for the <laughs> NFL? Like you have a really great, you know, regular season and then when the playoffs come, you are kind of like a choke artist. You know, that's kind of what everybody's talking about right now. And I don't think he should really be given that. I don't think he should be given that title because, well, I mean, I don't know yet. This is the first, you know, this is, you know, it's a fresh thing. I don't know down the line if we could start saying he's like James Harden. But what I'm thinking is like there was just a lot of mistakes made that day by the Ravens. And the the Titans were capitalizing off of their surprise wild card win. You know, the Patriots were expected to win. They came onto the field with a lot of confidence. Um, They uh, Ryan Ryan Tannehill. Came through clutch, oh you know, when he needed to be, when he needed to, when he needed to do that, and then you know the, they did the offense played really well. They didn't turn over the ball not one time, and and the defense forced three ton- turnovers that day. So it was just a lot of ments or not a, a lot of mistakes on the field that the Ravens made that cost them the game, and the Titans just pulled off the surprise. It would and and it's like I said, it's a first year coach too. So I mean you know maybe just 
them being able to um them being able to I don't know, just utilize Derrick Henry. I, I just think it was a, a masterpiece for success. I'm I'm just surprised they're they're this far. And I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm not. Shout out Dean Pease. Great Ro- <laughs> <laughs> each, each, each of vegetables, Grant Roman can't beat your boy. Hey, but see, I, I would I would say that Tennessee did not stand in their own way. Um they they benched Mariota, which they should have done. We said that we and Rashad been on this. For two years, about Mariota being winning, that their Tennessee Titans were winning despite Mariota, and they got now that that he's out of the way, they're in the AFC Championship game, and you can't, you know, you you can't you can't really pinpoint everything, but you look at that 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 decision. I mean, that was a big decision. Like, like when you when your season going down here, you're two and four. Okay, let's let's try something else because this isn't working, and our offense is lacking. And then once they became once he got on the field, everything opened up and. You know, now now you get to see coaches need to start making that decision quicker, quicker, and rather than let's see, let's see what's going to happen. No, let's go and make a decision now because we don't know. And you know, the Baltimore Ravens did it last year when they benched Joe Flacco. Um, the Giants did this year when they benched Eli Manning. Let's go and go with something different because you never know. This might be the spark plug we need. We know who's next. Andy Dalton to Mitchell, for Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> She know, she know. That's why she's saying that. She know. That's who. That's who. That's what. That's what everybody's saying. But I'm not good at that stuff. Y'all really think that? Oh yeah, Mitch out of there. He's sorry. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would. I would have. I would get Andy Dalton in there because we we know we. If you look at every 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 team that had a great defense, they always the next year they always go down. You know. You know. Mm. Your Bears team was you know so great. To, you know, not this passing, but year before, as far as defense was shutting everybody out. And then this year, they regressed just a little bit, and they wasn't able to string you along and get you to 13, you know, 12 wins like you right. had the pe- year before. So you have to make, mm-hmm. a, make an improvement at somewhere where you're lacking in. If you bring in Andy Dalton, he he's a guy – we, we got this, this this little quarterback line. If, you, if you're good at Andy Dalton, then you can go somewhere. He was taking the Bengals to the playoffs. He's not a guy to take you over the hump. But if you have a Khalil Mack and Eddie Jackson, all these other guys, they can pretty much do the rest. And he can he can get you with Ted Hill doing you know, throw, throwing eighty five yards in a, in a playoff win. You know, and Dalton at least get one hundred and fifty. You know, we, and that's what I I'm hoping for that we get somebody who can or not we the Bears can get somebody who can take them all the way. Um, but the what was like kind of like a damper on my life was when the GM said postseason that they were working on retaining Mitchell Trubisky and they wanted to keep him. But, you know, they said the same lie to about, you know, other things too, like their, their coach, John Fox, he said they're going to retain him and then they let him go. So I'm hoping that they do get rid of him because a lot of people like to make excuses for Mitchell Trubisky and say that he <laughs> isn't good. He just has a crappy O-line. But I don't believe that because, you know, the Houston Texans look at Deshaun Watson. Now he's able to scramble out of sacks and things like that. I don't see Mitchell Trubisky doing nothing like that. And I don't think that it's fair that he has his breakout games 10 games into the season. I don't think that's him improving. I think he's regressing and I don't blame the O-line at all. I do think they need a stronger, stronger tight end and they do need to make improvements on the O-line if they want to take it there. But 
Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. At you know, I, I want them to get rid of him, too. I would love to see that because you're, you're right. Our defense, the Bears defense did regress. <laughs> and 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 that's and and in order to do that, you make it up some other way. And it, to me, that's the O-line, the tight ends and getting a new quarterback. And that's just how I truly feel about that. And I, I'll probably get cooked by saying that. But it is what it is. Now, I can tell you right now. And we go into this next game, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Houston Texans. This is where the Bears have messed up. Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, I, I, heard, I heard people call this the Bears Bowl and the, the Miss Trubisky Bowl. <laughs> the because... Trubisky Bowl, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this game, um, you talking about a tale of two, not even halves, a tale of yeah. 10 minutes because <laughs> uh, the Texans went up early 24-0. And I remember uh-huh. – like, I, I I turned the game on a little bit too late, like maybe five minutes late, and Higo Rashad hit me up. Hey, 14-0 all right. I said, no, I just got down here. And it was 24-0. Tyree Hill fumbled the ball, and I was like, Chief, that is that is a bad way to go out. And then once once uh you know, once they kicked the field goal, I, I tell Rashad, I was like, man, I should have I would I would have went for it. And me and him kind of debated about, you know, why why not take the points because you know you're playing a a great quarterback like Mahomes, and I was like, man, I'm, I'm trying to lay it on. I'm trying to put the foot, you know, foot on their necks and, and run the score up. And you know, obviously, it didn't really matter because Chiefs put up 51 instead of you know. But that game, Taylor two had uh, Taylor 10 minutes, 24-0. To all of a sudden, 51 to seven to end the game. You know, Chiefs Chiefs showed me a lot, and um, I had them going to the Super Bowl after I bailed on you know Pittsburgh when I had Big Ben there, but. Um, he got hurt. I bailed on it, and I wanted the Chiefs to get there. And I think this is the perfect time for Andy Reid to get it because he always had McNabb, who couldn't get you over the hump, Alex Smith, who couldn't get you over the hump. Now he got you somebody who can come back from a 24-0 deficit. You got to believe that this is the best quarterback in football, in my opinion. And, you know, everybody's yeah. – if, 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 if you want a game to, 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 to argue that, I'm going to pinpoint you this game right here and how he dominated uh, I agree too. I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL at the moment because I feel like the Tom Brady days are over. So it's time for a new league quarterback. That has to be Patrick Mahomes because I feel like the edge that Patrick Mahomes has on a Lamar Jackson is if you take into accountability what he did at Clem- or at or Patrick Mahomes. Uh, why am I saying Patrick Mahomes? Deshaun Watson. He took them to Cle- or he took him to the top with Clemson. But the thing with Patrick Mahomes is, I feel like a lot of people slept on him in the beginning, and he realizes that. And I feel like he uses that as you know, 
a chip on his shoulder to be as successful mm-hmm. as he can. He made he scored seven drives in a row yesterday. Was it yesterday the game? Was it yesterday, right? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Was it the game yesterday? Okay. The game I was like, was the game yesterday or the day before? Okay. Yesterday he scored seven drives in a row. And that just shows me that he's an elite quarterback. I feel like the most elite quarterbacks in the NFL right now is Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Deshaun Watson. They're the, they're the young elite quarterbacks right now, in my opinion. And I really love that there's a new wave of quarterbacks coming in. And the thing that stands out to me about quarterbacks is you got to be an elite quarterback to get to Super Bowl. Your team has to have an elite quarterback. Like, you got Drew Brees, took it there. Then you have Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. And then you have Aaron Rodgers. And then you got Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> and then you, like, I don't know. I just feel like you <laughs> right, have to be an elite quarterback. That's why, that's why they need to get Mitchell Trubisky the hell up out of here. He don't, he don't need to be our quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Anyways, I'm sorry to go back to that. But the Trubisky ball, it's really frustrating to have to see these two people go against each other when RGM could have picked those people. I saw why they passed up on Patrick Mahomes because a lot of people slept on him, not just the Bears organization. But they should have never, ever, ever passed up on Deshaun Watson. Never. Right. They should have took him 100%. So, whatever. She got a lot of emotions. <laughs> Man, they would have got. Yeah, Watson. I got a lot of emotions about. They would have had Watson. They Super Bowl bound. You already had the good defense, and you got a good QB, so they would have been Super Bowl bound at least once on on a rookie contract. At least, at least once. <laughs> you do not want to know how I really feel about that because I, I for the life of me, do not understand why they. He took them to the championship game twice, and he he showed his elite level status. And then you pick somebody who had a burst of energy and the, during college football season in eight games, and then that's why you take him. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But it's all, it's all water under the bridge now, and you can't do nothing about it. So now the creme de la creme is about to be in the AFC championship game, and it's well fucking deserved. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was a crazy game. Uh, like you said, we debated about taking the field goal or trying to go for the 28-0. It was just too risky because you want to get as many points as you can because you're hoping that your defense can at least start the hole. But at the same time, the first the entire first quarter, Mahomes was making the good plays. Guys were just dropping the ball, so you know over the course of a game, this going to change. Guys started catching the ball. You had the most ridiculous fake punt I've ever seen in the worst in the worst part of the field. Why are you faking a punt on your 30, 35 yard line? Like this, if you're midfield or you're or in there 40, 45, you can do it then. But don't just fake it just for the sake of faking it. And then of course they had their own fumble and wham, bam, bam, 24-21. So I don't. I can't say it was a tale of two halves. It was a tale of fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it, it, it was. It is so frustrating. You know, being like following the Texans because you have such a great quarterback with Deshaun Watson, and then you have sorry as Bill O'Brien as your coach, and he makes these sorry plays, and he's just really frustrating to watch because he doesn't know how to utilize his 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 O-line. He always has uh, Deshaun Watson getting sacked. He had the most sacks. Uh, he was like one of the top sack uh, quarterbacks like two years ago, and it was under Bill O'Brien, and then he makes these questionable playoff game 
decisions and you're just kind of it's just kind of really irritating seeing that's why I feel like coaching is very important to the you know to well course everything's important to create a Super Bowl team but that's why coaching is important too so uh Bill O'Brien uh, just got out coached too by Andy Reid that's another well, reason why I'm one of those people who will stand on a table for Bill O'Brien because there's nobody else who would have been winning nine games perennially with Brock Osweiler, Brian Hoyer, uh, Brandon Brandon (laughs) (laughs) Weeder. I I don't think anybody else would have been doing that right there. No, sir. No, sir. Nobody would have been doing that. So I got to give him his props. And at least by getting Watson, they've been adding one to two wins. So that shows you Watson's value. They can push you into double digits. Now, granted, Bob does make some bad d- decisions <laughs> with with the the timeouts at the wrong time. Like they made the error <laughs> in the game. Like, bro, y'all are on fourth and one. Either already had the play call, we're in four down territory. Why y'all gonna kill the play clock? Go over there, then decide to kick the field goal. Like that was my only yeah. thing about it. They were, like going forward or kicking the field goal, I didn't care either way. Just be decisive. Like now, basically, you're saying we're second guessing ourselves instead of being decisive. So that that bleeds into your right. team's psyche. So it's like, oh, do coach trust us like that? Yeah, they so. panic. They panic. But I, I think that I think that was a that was more. I mean, yes, the, the Chiefs were great and amazing. Romeo Cornell, man, Romeo hey, Cornell fault. Hey, Texas, Texas, that was that was a full like panic mode. When you, you talk about the the timeout, you say, you know what, let's not go for it. Then you got the the guy coming out the end zone, and then fumbles the ball. I was like, man, this this can't get any worse. And then you go for that fake punt. I was like, but it but it did get worse. It it got worse, and it did. It get got worse, worse and, yeah. Yeah, it and they laid worse. it. They laid it on. They put on fifty one points. I, you know, I'm thinking after this wild card weekend, like I said before, man, we were gonna have some great games and. We was totally wrong. Like, like this was it. Start it started off bad and it ended bad. Okay, so who do you think is gonna take us to the top? The Titans or the Chiefs? Chiefs versus Packers. Packers gonna win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I, th- I think I think I think I uh, think if Tannehill can't if they can't get that passing game going, they haven't gotten it going the last two weeks. Obviously, they never really had to. But on top of that, like Patriots were stifling tight uh, the Titans receivers, and the Ravens were you know to an extent too. So if they can't get this this passing game going. Mahomes vibe to throw 500 passing yards, like, <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, Derrick Henry can run for 150, <laughs> but he can't th- he can't run for 400 to catch it to Mahomes. So, uh, I'm probably gonna lead in Chiefs way. Me and Rashad been pounding the table for Tennessee all year, and they finally they got here, and I think they just run they're gonna run into another. You know, it's hard to beat the three best teams in the AFC in a row. I don't know. No, I'm gonna just hop off my Tennessee bandwagon right now because yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm all Chiefs. I'm all Chiefs. Chief, I got Chiefs all the way. The whole because game, so. because the, the Titans defense when they played Chiefs the first time I think it was like week ten week eleven something like that there was a winnable game for the Chiefs but they kind of made some boneheaded errors had a block field goal Tennessee won the game but ultimately speed kills like Tennessee defense just can't keep they can't match Kansas City offensive speed with Hartman Robinson Tyreek Sammy you got Kelsey with speed and size it shouldn't be a blow it shouldn't be a blowout but Kansas City should take it. Yeah, I got Chiefs. I I love I love Tennessee. I've been on, I've been on Tennessee for a long time, years before this, outside of Mariota, of course. Um, but yeah, too much Mahomes. Andy Reid is due for due for a Super Bowl. He's one of the best coaches, you know, all time in my opinion. So he got to get at least one. 
I, I agree with y'all. Well, I don't agree the Packers are going to make it, but I yeah, do think neither. it's going to be the 49ers. It's going to be the 49ers and the Chiefs. And if um, the reason, like, I think at, at when you get to the Super Bowl part, I think that's when experience and um, experience comes in. And I think that a first-year head coach, if he takes it all the way, is going to be crazy to me. But I think that Andy Reid has a lot more experience when it comes to playing teams. He's going to be able to make adjustments from the last time that they matched up against each other. So I think that he's going to be able to make those mental decisions as a coach to ha- have them win the Super Bowl. And, of course, they have to produce. I think the Chiefs just overall have a, a better team than the 49ers. So I think that that they're going to take it all the way. Uh, let's go into the last one, the Green Bay and Seattle. Green Bay won the game, 28-23. I watched the game and I was I was I was pretty bored with it, um, honestly. <laughs> um, but I, I did get to see my boy, my my, my dynasty uh, superstar Devonte Adams. He went off, and you know, even though Green Bay was up by so much, they still. Rashad, they still gave Rashad, they uh, they still gave Russell Wilson the chance to be Russ, and I was like, oh, <laughs> like I was, I, you know, every time I really get the ball last, I'd be like, oh, you need a messed up now, and um, you know, Green Bay, Green Bay defense able able to handle handle his own and and not let Russell Wilson bring that magic. So uh, that was good to see Green Bay started off hot. What anyway, twenty one, it was twenty one three at one point, and you know that's pretty much too much to overcome when you when you don't when you're the road team. So. Uh, the Chiefs were able to come back against uh, Texans on at home, but on the road, that's that's really hard to do. Um, my my main thing was Seattle. All, all year long, they've been dedicated on the run. You cannot; it's hard to stop them with Carson and Rashad Penny. And when those two got hurt, we knew. Me and Rashad talked about this before, uh, like two weeks ago. It was like when you had to bring in Marshawn Lynch off the street, you know you're desperate, and they couldn't run the ball to save them their lives. And and like I said, the Packers. The Packers were a team that struggled all season against the run. And if Russell Wilson had to be your leading rusher with only like 45 yards, like, it's not much you, you can do. Yeah, I mean, we knew we knew Seattle only stood a puncher's chance, and it's just because Russ is so great. Right. And they, they, they battled to the very, very end. I know Clowney had a few penalties in some bad spots, but they, they fought to the very, very end. And they almost had a chance to steal it, but Rodgers made a – few key throws and people can say it's a generous spot but i mean what, what else can a referee do he, he didn't really see the i mean he's running trying to make the make the the spot himself he, he, he really can see what he got feeling right. so, i mean and you can't overturn it without enough evidence so not much you can argue about that uh the game I I just don't like watching them, but I have to. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Obviously, they do the same shit that they always fucking do. They're able to make schemes to get Devontae Adams open like they're supposed to do. Hey, that, and then they... That's Lent, that's Lent, and then go back to a route. He's a beast. He's a beast. I'm not going to fuck... I'm not going to front. I love Devontae Adams. I, I think Devontae Adams is great. I hate that he's on the Packers. I think he's amazing. Okay. Uh, they they did what they're supposed to do. They got Devontae Adams open. They were able to consistently convert on third and one. 
But that goes without being said because Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. Uh, I think they over they overall just outplayed the Seahawks. The Seahawks have a really good team overall, uh, but I think they were outplayed, and it, and it doesn't surprise me. Like I said, the Packers defense has been able to turn around in a really well this season than from what we saw last season. So it doesn't surprise me that the Packers won. I had a feeling that they were going to beat the Seahawks, but I don't think. Better to get past the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, we've we, we seen the overall theme for her this, this, this episode. <laughs> the Packers are not going past the 49ers. They're not. Um, <laughs> They're not. But, I mean, it's like this this whole division round, like, I mean, Seattle, Seattle did battle back to make it a game, but to be honest, it definitely wasn't good football this weekend. Like, the Chiefs and Texans were very exciting because how it all unfolded. Uh, Minnesota and 49ers were pretty pretty much even to the, to the second half. And then the Titans came out and punched Ravens early in the mouth. So I'm very interested to see when you know to come watching these games this Sunday about who's gonna punch who first, who can who can withstand the punch and punch back. That's gonna be the, the issue because the Chiefs got knocked down and got right back up. While the other teams, after they got punched, they laid down. So we're gonna see this is just the final four, you know. So it, it should it should be one for the taking. It'll be fun. Go pack, go. <laughs> Bay Are you a Packers fan? You're a pa- Are you a Packers fan? It's my preseason pick. I gotta roll with it. Oh, okay. So yeah, who's yeah, your he... team? Whatever team you on. <laughs> except, <laughs> except they got Mitch Trubisky. You didn't want to be on that team. I know, right? That, oh my god. No, but who really is your team though? It depends. I pick a new team every year. Like this year, it oh, was. Oh, so you're a bandwagoner? No, I just like to be right. Yeah, so look at, so, oh look, 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 oh look, look, no, you're a bad wagon. No, you're a bandwagon now. That's not that's not bandwagon. Like, look at how good. So why you got you, Why you have a different team? You have a different team every year. How is it bandwagon when you predict it before the season starts? It's bandwagoning because we could all predict when the before the season starts. I could no, predict. No, we, what I predicted. Yes, I did. I predicted the Chiefs were going to win before the season started. I could do that. But and, who's my favorite team? And, who is my favorite team? I got a favorite team. And you're and you're cheering you for the Chiefs. Up your favorite. I don't have a favorite yeah, team. Yeah, because my team is out. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna. I can't watch not watch football anymore. Look. So so you're bandwagon. So you're bandwagon. No, fan. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm no, not you. You can't wear can, the jersey. But you but you can like multiple things. That's all it is. You can like multiple things. Yeah, like I like to eat, like I like to eat chicken and I like to eat, you know, shrimp. But I love steak. That's my go-to. Like I'm gonna eat steak. You see what I'm saying? Stop cheating on steak, then. <laughs> 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 hey, all right. Hey, look. Let's bring this back in before we get out. Uh, so we're gonna. Play, I told you we'll play a game before we started. Uh, since you are from you are from Texas, correct? Well, that's where you just lived at. I live in Texas, yes. And you're originally from? Well, I'm from Chicago, uh, but okay. uh, I moved down here when I was a teenager. But I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. So since you're from Texas, we're going to play a game called uh, Texas Hold Them or Fold Them. Um, so we're, gonna, we're just going to ask you questions and, you know, hold them, meaning, you know, you, you believe it is going to happen. Or fold them, meaning you don't want no parts of it. You don't think it's going to happen. So we, we I, I got a couple of... Couple of things I think Rashad got some as well. So um, I'm gonna go first. 
for you. And tell me, hold them or fold them. That Antonio Brown will play in the NFL next season. <laughs> fold them. Rashad, what you got? What you think? He, he'll be back. Have the league assign him right now if they drop the, they drop the charges. Hey, you saw, you saw what he did today with with the. Yo, with he the disrespected cops. the hell. He disrespected his baby's mother. I, I he put it on live. Like, why would you do that? He he he. Why? Hey, I, I'm hard. It's hard for me to put up to to uh, advocate for him to be back in the league, man. He he uh he he doing something every day, man. Antonio Brown. He did. If he disrespected his baby's mother and didn't put it on live, then yes, he would get signed. But since he put it in public, I don't think he will. He'll he'll get signed. We've seen way way worse. He'll be. Signed. I'm gonna say that. I mean that's that is that is true. At some point, at that's some point, true. he gets signed. Yeah, that is hopefully, true. hopefully, it don't be to a team that's already good. Um, I mean, look, the Saints, <laughs> the, the Saints yeah. would have signed him if the charges were dropped pretty much. So I mean, he'll be back. You know, like it's just he's too good. If he's on the field, he's one of the. I think he's still top three to four best receivers in the league. Yeah. Yep. So. If he would so. just shut the hell up, he would. He would be. He would. He would be great on He'd the Bears good. team. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Rashad, you got one. All right. So, I know you like the Spurs. Since you say I don't have a favorite team, I do love the Spurs. You love the Spurs. Yeah. He's person. He's person. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, Demar Derozan. Hold him or fold him? Do they trade him? Does he stay? I want them to hold him, but it wouldn't surprise me if they folded on him. Yeah, uh, he's 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 got contracts coming up. Uh, they're gonna he's a he's a veteran. He's getting older. If they sign him to like another four year contract, he'll be like around in his mid thirties once the contract is over. And um, if, if he's wanting the maximum, especially the, the way he's playing right now. Um, they could get a lot of value out of trading him uh, rather than keeping him around. So they do see him. They might be able to see him as like an aging player. And it, it just wouldn't surprise me if they got rid of him because as far as like being able to make more cap space and bring more talented players on the roster, it wouldn't surprise me if they did that. But I would love for them to keep him because I, I like the fact that he's loyal. I like how he's athletic. I like the fact that he uh, – I don't like the fact that everybody be dogging on him and bagging on him and saying he's not that good or whatever because I think that they're, that's, that's stupid. He may not be great defensively but I mean he's not the greatest defensively let's just be honest right. not, but offensively I think he could produce like look what he's been doing these past several games and you know with the Raptors he would be hot and cold you know as far as his offensive production but I think right now he's doing really good and I, I like him as an athlete I just like him as an overall all-around all athlete when you're in the first locker room he's he's very kind to everybody you know he's not rude he don't got an attitude with people <laughs> and um no it's, it's the truth because you know some players i mean i don't think that has anything to do with what goes on the court but i think you know i like him on the spurs team i think he's a he's a good asset to the team like i said i would like to hold him but it wouldn't surprise me if they folded on him i would fold <clears throat> and that's really because <laughs> if, you, if you get into the playoffs you're going to be the AFC, and you're going to have to go against the Lakers or the Clippers. And I mean, playing playing an extra four games, I mean, that really, you know, it, it doesn't do anything for the Spurs for the future. So I would try to get as much as I can for them, and that's that's including Lamarcus Aldridge as well, and go ahead and rebuild because it's not, it's not a franchise that bring in that signs that you know the big free agents. 
So they their success all came through the draft when you drafted Kawhi, you drafted Tim Duncan, Ginobili, um, Tony Parker. So you have to go back to the roots and that's get the draft. But you can't you can't draft stars when you're back at the you know back at the thirty pick in the draft because you win a championship. So let's go ahead and try to tank, and maybe the Spurs can get a top ten pick. You know that I, that's why I would vote on. He'll stay. They'll be a seven seed. Get that Denver rematch and might win the series because I don't trust Denver like that. Seven seed. I don't know what I'm seven seed. I mean, look at the <laughs> look at look at the bottom. Okay, so gonna be the six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Hey, Grizzlies boy, as soon as they get Iggy back, no, it's funny. Um, I got I'm one rant. for you. Um, so Zion's debut is coming up. Uh, do you think mm-hmm. he plays the whole season? Hold a phone. <laughs> uh, hold them. <laughs> hey, I have no faith. I have no faith uh, for Zion. I said it coming into the season. Or like, even that Duke, I was like, you can't be 6'6 six, six and 280 in the NBA. I think that's going to last long. And he hasn't even played a game yet. So uh, we're going to see it. But I definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm folding that one as well. He'll play two Somebody games told- and get shut down. Somebody's phone. Told- yeah, somebody told me something. Uh, I went on a podcast of, like about a year ago, and this guy told me something about Zion. I never noticed, and um, I finally noticed it, and now I agree with him. It was that he hops on the same goddamn leg. So I don't see him, like Derek Rose, you know how Derek Rose is always like jumping off the same fucking leg, and then mm-hmm. he got injured. So he was just like prone to injury. It's kind of like the same thing, like the same way he utilizes his body with the plays. It wouldn't surprise me if he got injured again. I mean, he just jumps too freaking hard. Like, every, I mean, it may, <laughs> it it might be because he's so dang heavy. He got to get up there. But at the same, at the same time, dog, you're, you're six six. You shouldn't be have to jump that hard to jump the ball. Right. Right. So like, that's that's the problem. He wearing his hips and legs out trying to dump the ball so hard. But you got to get three hundred. You don't. Pounds, yeah, he doesn't have to. He, he, yeah, you don't have to do all that. He doesn't. Yeah, you got to get three hundred pounds in the air. I, I understand. Michelle, you got one more for us, and then we get out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If the Packers win the Super Bowl, will you say (laughs) (laughs) – Will you say Aaron Rodgers is the GOAT? Uh, Over my dead fucking body. (laughs) So, yeah, no. Fold. We're folding. That's a fold. (laughs) Oh, that's Hell no. Hell no. Two Super Bowls, he'll be right there behind Tom Brady at at number two all time. The goat is Joe Montana. The All goat right, is Joe you. Montana. Thank you for coming. <laughs> and and uh <laughs> the goat is Joe Montana. Who okay, let me ask y'all a question. The game now is soft compared to the game back then. He played less seasons than Tom Brady. And Tom Brady dressed up for Joe Montana as Halloween. Did Joe Montana dress up as Tom Brady for Halloween? Fuck no. So Joe Montana's the GOAT. And that's oh, it. Oh man, that's funny. Well I mean he can't control if you if you put Tom no if you put Tom Brady with the defenses that uh Joe Montana had to go up against back in the day, his ass would have been injured a long fucking time ago. His ass would have been ate up and he wouldn't be the goat that you're talking about today. And I don't like comparing decades and decades and stuff like that. But if we had to, Joe Montana, I'm giving him the edge forever. 
Forever. We know what Tom Brady did with Randy Moss in one year. And he been he done had Elderman and Wes Welkers. Tom Brady would have been eaten with Jerry Rice for a 20 decade, for two decades, <laughs> 20 years. Cause he never get injured. I'm gonna go with y'all got y'all ghosts. I'm going with Patrick Mahomes. Best quarterback I ever seen in my life. So I'm going back. He only got to do is yeah. get through. He gonna get a Super Bowl. He get a Super Bowl this year. And he gonna get another one. He gonna he, you guarantee when you elite quarterback, you guaranteed at least one. That's just that's easy. All of them got one except Marino. So you guaranteed at least one. And I think he can be that guy that can get two or three. We are gonna see though. Come on, come I on, think at the end of the day, I think at the end of the day, we all got good goat picks because you got the millennial goat pick, and then you. Uh, Kev, you have the you know the up to date go pick, and then I have the OG go pick. So I think we all have good go picks. <laughs> the OG, hey, but no, for real, I, I, I'm I'm glad you joined us today. I've been trying to get you on for you know quite a bit, so I'm glad you joined us, man. You brought a lot of energy today. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you guys brought me on. I'm so happy that you guys invited me because I've been. Uh, dying to get more reps in, so I'm really happy. And you know, I really, I really like arguing with you on Twitter, so it's fun. <laughs> I'll make sure I'll make sure I keep that up uh, <laughs> in the in the near yeah, future. Yeah, but don't get don't get smart with me though. Oh no, I ain't gonna be smart. I ain't gonna be smart. It, it, it'll, it'll don't be get smart, smart with me be, though. <laughs> no, I ain't gonna be too smart. Not too smart. <laughs> hey, I'm just kidding. I'm messing with you. From now on, Chicago is not the windy city. It's the Trubisky city. No, don't do that. That's y'all goat right there. <laughs> but no, not for... that's not... <laughs> hell hey, no. But, hey, but make sure y'all catch y'all catch Carolina at um at her show, and she knows best. Uh, where can they get fun at at? Um, you can find it on Facebook. I do Facebook lives. I always post when I'm about to go live. So whenever I do, she knows best. Usually every week on Sundays. I was battling the flu. So I'm gonna come back um, this Sunday. I was I had the flu. I know I don't look like I had the flu, but I had the damn <laughs> flu. So I'm back and I'm ready to do more podcasts. Um, I really thank y'all for inviting me. If you guys ever need me to come back, uh, just give me a call and uh, we'll see what's up. So yeah, I'm happy. I'm gonna have conditions. You oh, say, and you need to. You gotta say what, Aaron Rodgers the goat. You gotta say Aaron Rodgers the goat. Uh, Okay, then I guess I guess it was nice having fun with you guys. Nice having fun with you. No, but uh, I really want I really want. Um, oh, also too, I write articles for sports as told by a girl dot com, and then sometimes uh, who I don't know how many people listen to you guys, but if you guys ever uh, happen to be on uh, in San Antonio, sometimes I do go on the ticket seven sixty a.m. So hopefully I get my own show one day. I'm 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 really excited. So you know I'm working on that. So yay! Oh yeah! Shout yeah. out to you. Oh yeah, she on the grind out here. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Though. <laughs> For real. Um. So she she's going. I guess. Uh, I'm oh, sorry. You go. I got a phone you call. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> you bet. All right, but we, we're gonna go ahead and get on out of here. Uh, preach can preach with Rashad podcast. Uh, y'all catch us on Twelve Hour Sports Radio, Our Radio. Um, where, where else, man? Spotify, Google Podcast, anywhere, man. This year, once again, is about the year of growth. Me and Rashad, we're making it. Preach, Kev, preach, we're Rashad. <laughs> we and we'll talk about her house banner later.
<laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes.